And that's that there is a time when we need to make a move. God promised them the land. He showed them the opportunity, and they wasted it. Only two men out of 600,000 had the faith and the courage to make that move. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. First, I want to tell you, this week, uh, Dana and I moved out of our home, and I want to tell you it's the least amount of fun I've had in 20 years. (laughs) How many know that moving is not any fun? In fact, I think... Moving is about as much fun as being Pat Robertson's public relations director this year. Thank you. (laughs) Anyway, while while we were undertaking this tedious task of moving, this question kept coming to me. Why is moving so difficult. I mean, it it can't be just the physical labor and all the countless details that have to be dealt with. So I pondered on this, what little time I had. And I decided that it's really been like this from the beginning of time. Moving illustrates a major change in our life. And that's why it can be sometimes traumatic. Moving forces us to examine all our belongings and it reprioritizes them. We clean out closets, garages, and we view pieces of our past, and many times we just wrap them up in trash bags. And I'm convinced that God understands clearly just how unsettling moving can be. That's why as punishment for not having the faith to take the promised land, God set the Israelites on a 40-year move. And after my experience this past week, the thought of moving constantly just gives me the shakes. (laughs) But God was surely teaching them a very hard lesson. And that's that there is a time when we need to make a move. God promised them the land. He showed them the opportunity. And they wasted it. Only two men out of 600,000 had the faith and the courage to make that move. And when Moses told the people of Israel that God was sending sending them back into the wilderness to die, the people mourned. And they agreed that they were wrong. And they were wrong not to trust God's direction. And many of them just went ahead and charged into the promised land, only to be destroyed, because they didn't respond to God's timing. They didn't respond to the opportunity when God presented it. You see, God's plan for our life is challenging and it's progressive. He puts crossroads in our path where a decision has to be made and it has to be acted on. And he expects us to move in faith, believing that something good will come from it. And throughout the scriptures and history, God has honored those who were willing to make this move. 
and he had contempt for those who, who wouldn't. I've said this before several times, how much I appreciate the people of Bethesda. They're being willing to make a move by upgrading this facility, by committing to growth and committing to build this new children's center. I mean, that's an example of being faced with both an opportunity and a challenge and moving forward in faith, expecting a good result. And I'm confident we're not going to wander around for the next 40 years. And I believe we're going to follow God's plan and be a force in our community and even in our world for the cause of Christ. Do you feel that way? Now, there's a time for holding firm, for holding on. There's a time for standing still, waiting on God. I know that Brother Phil could relate to this this morning. But that's almost always meant to find clarity and resolve in getting ready when God presents an opportunity to, to make your move. You know, whether it be moving from a house or some other major decision in front of you, making a move is difficult. But I want to encourage you this morning that God will prepare you for what's ahead. You just have to lay it out for him, share the desire of your heart, and then just like the great men and women of faith that's come before you, make your move and do it in Jesus' name. The Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Stay tuned and be encouraged. What God was to Moses, David, Joseph, and all who went before us in the faith, he can be the same to us. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400-lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. But first, I have to ask you a question. How many of you know that God is the God of right now? It's true. I believe that the Word reveals to us in many ways that God is the God of right now. We know that the Word says that God said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, who is and who was and who is to come. We know that He said that, and that makes it true. But when Moses asked God one time, he said, Who do I say you are? God said, You tell them, I am who I am. You see, God was not going to be labeled like all these false gods that the cultures that Moses had seen in his life had labeled them. He said, I am who I am. 
So it's interesting that God uses this way to describe himself. Because I am is present tense. Thousands of years later, when Jesus speaks, he uses this same present tense. He said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. So throughout the ages, even though God was always before and he always will be, when he communicated with people, he wanted us to know that he was living in the now moment with us. Even today, one of the reasons why our worship service is always so fulfilling to our spirit is because we're communicating directly to God right now. When we say we feel his presence, it's because he's really here right now. And I'm making this point to you this morning about God being the God of right now because I want you to know that God is as great right now as he's ever been. He's always been great, but he's just as great right now. The Word, said he's, the word says he's the same today. He's, it, what it says is he's the same yesterday, today and forever. So he can be to you and me what he was to Moses, what he did for David, Joseph, Peter, and Paul. The same God that intervened in their lives, parting the seas, slaying the giants. That's the same God to you who said, I am who I am. God's reach spans eternity, but he's always been focused on right now with us. Now is the most important moment in your life because you can't go back and you can't see ahead, but you can always make a choice right now. You can only do the right thing right now. You can only ask forgiveness now. You can only give of yourself and your resources now. What I'm saying is God is interested in your problems and your life right now with what's going on with you right now. And so when I say that we should live in the moment, I'm not saying that we should live impulsively or carelessly because we know God values common sense and wisdom and even helps us to acquire those qualities. But when we grasp the, the fact that God is living in the now with us, it means that each second of our life is meant to be lived to the fullest in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, if you remember this story, Christ once made this point to the disciples. He said we should be more, more like little children. Why do you think that he would say that? Maybe it's because kids are so much better at living in the moment. They can forget the hurts of yesterday. They're having too much fun to worry about tomorrow. You see, the enemy knows only too well this truth about living in the now with God. One of his favorite weapons is trying to take us out of a now relationship with the Lord. That's why he reminds us of our past. That's why he tries to make us fearful of our future. But the word says he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And because of Christ, our past has been reconciled and been forgotten. And by faith, our future is already assured. So we can defeat the enemy today by reminding him that we are eternally connected to our God and we're living each moment of our life with him and for him and we're doing it all right now you know today we want to stay connected with people all the time 
We feel this need for constant communication. We've got Facebook. We've got Twitter. We've got text messaging. And for some reason, we feel better when we know that that connection is just right there at our fingertips. But so many times we rush through life not putting the Lord in this same place in our life. And you know something? He's always been right there. He's always been right there for us. And the reason that we don't feel con connected to Him isn't His fault. It's ours. I heard a pastor recently say, say this. He said, Eternity is a never-ending series of now moments. When God says, Tell them I am who I am, what He's saying is that I've got it all covered. And this morning... As Pastor Des shares the word with us, I want you to know that we have more to celebrate today than our freedom because the God of the universe, the one who made us, the one who loves us, the one who saved us, he's here to meet you right now. Have you ever made a decision and later regretted it? Well, stay tuned and be encouraged to learn that your bad decisions don't have to be the end of you. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. I love the intense brightness and durability of Nebo Tools flashlights. Listen, my neighbor lost his keys, and I asked if he had checked under the seat of his car. He had, but I handed him my Nebo Tools second-generation Slide King flashlight, and I told him to look again. He found the keys. My neighbor was impressed. This flashlight is so bright, I want one of these, he says. So I ordered him Nebo Tools second generation Slide King flashlight. An amazing high power 500 lumen flashlight, chips on board work light, red light, and red hazard flasher. It's equipped with programmable memory settings for each light mode, has four times adjustable zoom, and it's rechargeable. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the powerful rechargeable second generation Slide King flashlight at batteries plus bulbs outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. I want to share for a minute about making good decisions. Now, uh, I believe that all of our important decisions have a chance for glory or they don't. And to explain what I mean, I first have to tell you about a bad decision that I once made. Now, when I was a boy, I played football, and we had a pretty good team, and in the last game of the season, uh, we were marching down the field with just a few minutes left in the game. Uh, now, I played quarterback, and because we had a two-touchdown lead, the coach called timeout, and he called me over, and he said, uh, okay, Bollinger, just keep the ball on the ground and run the clock out and don't screw it up. I said, okay, coach. <clears throat> and I went back to the huddle. And when I got back to the huddle to call the play, our wide receiver, which was a boy named Chucky, 
And he looked at me and he said, Bobby, this is the last play of the season. It's the last play I'll ever have on this team because of my age, and I, I know I can get open. It's my last chance to make a touchdown. You've got to throw me a pass. So I looked over at the coach, and he was doing this. And I looked back at Chucky and his pleading eyes, and I made a decision. And I called a pass play into the end zone. So when I took the snap from center, immediately I was facing this blitz of rushers. And so I was running for my life. And right before I was hit, I just heaved the ball to the corner of the end zone where Chucky was supposed to be. And laying on the ground, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a little defensive back for the other team intercept the pass and begin running the other way down the field. And all I was thinking right then was, this is not good. So I managed to jump up and go after him, and I was determined to stop this disaster in the making. And I actually had a shot at tackling him around the 50-yard line, but when I dived to tackle him, not only did I miss him, but he stepped on my hand and he broke my thumb as he kept running to score a 109-yard touchdown. It hurts to talk about it. It really does. Later, I learned it was the national record for the longest touchdown in our state. Uh, Well, okay. Now, can we just all agree that I made a bad decision? And is it any wonder? I mean, first, I undermined my coach, which was my authority. I took an unnecessary risk. And then I had to live with the humiliation and consequences of my decision. My broken thumb was one of them. But the thing is, my decision never had a chance for glory because I made it for all the wrong reasons. And the Word of God is full of stories of people making bad decisions. You just take Jonah, for instance. Now, the Lord gave Jonah a mission. Go to Nineveh, preach to the heathens there. But it didn't make sense to Jonah To go to Nineveh, it was a bad and dangerous place, so instead, he makes a decision, and he takes a cruise instead. But God wasn't through with Jonah. Now, how many know our bad decisions doesn't alter what God intends to do with us? Because the Word says, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. Well, you know the story, story, Jonah's shipwrecks, he gets swallowed by a whale, And I figured that just about the time Jonah sees the teeth of that whale, he was thinking, this is not good. You see, when Jonah decided on his own not to go to Nineveh, his decision never had a chance for glory. Well, thankfully for Jonah and for me, our bad decisions don't have to be the end of us. They can bring us to a place of repentance and restoration because of the amazing grace of God. Like when Peter denied the Lord three times, the decision he made didn't have a chance for glory, but because of God's grace and Christ's love, Peter learned from his bad decision and was restored and overcame his mistakes. Every important decision either has a chance for glory or it doesn't.
And when we make them impulsively or selfishly or to satisfy our lust or our ego, those decisions never have a chance. It's kind of like when King David decided he had to have Bathsheba. That decision never had a chance for glory. But when we're faced with making an important decision in our life and we pray for wisdom and the outcome that we're seeking in our decision making is to bring honor and integrity to the situation, then that decision always has a chance for glory. Not our glory, but his. I'm telling you all this because we're all going to make some bad decisions. And maybe, like me, you've made some recently. But I want you to know that God is faithful. And if we'll trust him, He'll always be there for you in your bad decisions. The word says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he, listen to this, will make your way straight. It says he will make your way straight. That means he knows our way needs straightening out. Our way is not straight. And our own decision-making is one of the reasons that our way gets crooked. But if when, when we are wrestling with making a decision, we say, Lord, does this way have a chance for glory? Then I believe he will guide our thinking and honor our sincerity. And not only will our path be straight, but we'll begin to understand this passage of a scripture in Isaiah where it says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And then everything you do will have a chance for glory. And something good will happen. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. 
That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.